what to do with my savings, guarding against inflation, what to do beyond a 401k, and possibly retiring early. These are all challenges that people face every single day. So on today's show, we'll tackle some situations that our listeners have asked us about over the last few weeks. Real-world situations, real people, and of course, real answers and solutions. That's today's show. Let's jump in. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Welcome into My Retirement Clarity. I'm Ben George, he's Lee Perkins. And as you heard, we're going to address some kind of real life situations and some questions that have come up from people that you talked to recently, Lee. And I think this is great because you know, we're going to cover a wide variety of topics. And hopefully along the way, there's going to be something that you know, whoever's listening has maybe thought about or had questions about. So we can maybe help answer a few different uh, topics here today. Yeah, it should be a good show because, you know, I, I've been doing this almost 17 years by now, and I've heard thousands of questions and a lot of them seem to sort of bunch up together and it's kind of in the same category maybe by this point i don't know if there's a question if i hear a question that's one that i've never heard before there you know the situation is always a little bit different but questions usually kind of are, are similar so this will be good because we're talking again some real real world scenarios here very good. If you have questions for Lee, the best thing to do is log on. You can find him everything we produce content-wise at MyRetirementClarity.com. But also, you can just schedule a meeting directly with Lee. Just go to TalkWithLee.com, the easiest way to do that. You'll be able to get on this calendar immediately, find a time that works for you. And then you can also jot down this phone number if you prefer to do it that way. You can reach out to Lee and his team at 478-254-3550. What else is going on, Lee, As we uh, before we jump into this? Man, we're we're now getting a little bit inundated with tax returns from people now that we're sort of past the tax deadline and people are starting to do more and more tax planning. So that's that's a good thing. And and uh, you know we've got a a webinar coming up next month. Coming up in um, don't have the exact date right now, but it's it's in May. Maybe by the time this show airs, mm-hmm. it'll do it. Probably sometime around that third week of May. But we're we're excited about that. What we're going to be doing is is breaking down the diffuse book that we talk about on the show. We're going to be going going through that in in detail. So you'll you'll hear some more about that uh, coming coming up. Great. And you can always, I guess, log online, myretirementclarity.com to find out more information again. But you can also call if you prefer to do that to find out when that seminar will be or get details on how to be a part of that. But you mentioned the book that you're probably going to go through and break down a little bit more. Uh, Let's give everybody the opportunity to claim that book uh, free of charge just for listening. Yeah, just text the word DEFUSE, D-E-F-U-S-E, to 478-475-2050. We'll send you a free copy of the book. Awesome. All right, let's jump into some questions that we've gotten from people, and we got four to, to address today. Let's uh, begin things then with Derek and Macon Lee. He says, with the current inflationary pressures in the economy, what steps can I take to protect my savings and investments from losing value? Man, Derek, this is a, a great question, and, and I would tell you, you are absolutely not alone on this one. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who've, who've asked me the exact same question and they got the same concerns that you do. So I'm going to try to break this down into 
two areas because I, I think the question that you asked, they really kind of pertain to me to, to two different types of money. You mentioned your savings and then you mentioned your investments. And so I, you know, I categorize these two completely different. You know, in my, my opinion, these are two separate buckets of money and, and each with a different job. And we actually did an episode on this being uh, on a bucket strategy back several months ago. I don't, I don't know the the episode number off the top of my head, but anyway, it, it, Derek, this will be a, a a good show for you to go back and listen to if you hadn't heard me talk about a bucket strategy. But anyway, first of all, you referenced inflation and your savings, and so certainly inflation that that we're seeing is it's very real and it's having an impact pretty much on on everybody. I think everybody feels it. Everything we buy nowadays seems to cost just way more than it did, you know, a year ago or, or two years ago, you know. And so as far as, you know, your savings, uh, to me, the main job of your savings account is to be there when you need it. And so your emergency fund is one savings account, one, one, one bucket that I want you to have. And so to me, this money should be at your bank not in a CD, not not tied up or restricted in, in any way, but in some type of interest earning cash account, something that, you know, it, it may not earn a whole lot of money. Uh, it probably won't. But again, the point of your emergency fund is not to earn a lot of interest wherever it sits, but the point of that is to be there when you have an emergency. A new a new TV, a new couch, or, or a, a cruise is not an emergency. For that, those kind of things, you should have a second savings account, uh, and this is what I call a, a trip fund or a stuff fund, and this is where you, you you sort of accumulate money that's above your emergency fund on something that you may spend on something at some point. And so this is where uh, you know I want this money earning a little more interest. So this is where we want to try to you know do our best to to outpace inflation. Again, you may not want to invest this money in the stock market because you don't want to lose it. But what you want to do is find something that's got as high of a yield as possible. Um, right now, Ben, we've got a money market fund that we've got access to that's paying over four and a half percent, and and we've right now we've collected several million dollars in, in in this fund right now just because people've got what what we call lazy money sitting on the sides. And so this we've sort of been able to put that to work uh, for some folks. So again, we just want to make sure that for this second savings account, the second fund, you want to have uh, just get as much interest as possible if you don't want to put that money in the market. Again, Derek, if, if you're interested in that, you want to talk a little bit more about that, you can send me an email directly uh, or anybody that's out there listening, email me at lee at jlperkinswealth.com and I'll be happy to to walk you through that. Now for the second part of your your question that that you asked about your inf your investments. You you reference wanting to keep your your investments from losing value. Ben, would you like your investments to not lose value? That's <laughs> I mean what, that's what I prefer, that's, yeah. Yeah, we all <laughs> prefer that. We would love for our accounts to to not lose, you know, to not, not lose money. We like like them to make, but we don't like them to lose. Um, mm -hmm. This can probably be a little bit deeper of a conversation, you know, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. Um, I mean, are you are you trying to keep your account balance from dropping at all, or are you simply trying to outpace inflation with whatever your investment strategy is? I mean, if you don't want to see your account value go down because of normal 
market volatility, then you probably just need to readjust your strategy, you know, until you feel better about things. Now, I'm, I'm not a big fan of you jumping in and out of the market, but I always tell people if you can't sleep at night, then you probably need to reallocate to some other type of conservative strategy. But, you know, if, if you're just trying to outpace inflation and that's your main concern, there's not a better way for you to do that than being in the stock market. The long-term track record of equities is, you know, it's just far greater than historical inflation. Even though inflation is, is really high right now, um, having a long-term strategy for your equities is it's going to give you what you're looking for. Maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but over the next five, seven, ten years, yeah, that's going to help you certainly outpace inflation. As, and you mentioned that bucket strategy podcast, Lee. I tracked down the number for that as you were talking there. Episode 70, okay. for anybody okay. that wants to learn more about it, Bucket Strategy 101, a really good dive into how to break out that money and, and, and your approach to that. So again, episode 70. So we're on about, that was episode 70, and we're on like 105 or 104. Yeah, it doesn't like seem that. like that, that long ago. <laughs> 30 episodes ago. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And we forgot to do something about our 100th episode, but hey, maybe we'll we'll celebrate on our 200th episode as, as the show continues to grow. So don't let me forget episode number 200, Ben. I know. It's easy to get busy with life, right? So it is. It definitely is. Go by, but got to celebrate the little things. Hey folks, Lee Perkins here. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know how much I hate taxes, and I know you probably do too. Our politicians are completely out of control. Their spending is off the chart, and you've got to be prepared for increasing taxes in the future. So we've written a book called Diffuse, Seven Steps to Protecting Your 401k or IRA from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. You're going to want to grab a copy of this book and learn how you can protect yourself. Then you'll have to decide if you want to take action right now or if you'd rather wait until the IRS changes the rules of the game. Either way, the choice is yours. To get a free copy of the book, just text the word DEFUSE to 478-475-2050. That's D-E-F-U-S-E to 478-475-2050 and we'll send you a free copy. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. Uh, Second question here today, and again, thanks for that question, Derek, and I'm glad we could kind of dive into that a little bit because I know a lot of people are worried about that as inflation uh, continues to to weigh on us quite a bit. Uh, Toby is next up. He's in Atlanta. Uh, I'm retiring in about five years, and I'm currently maxing out my 401k but not adding any other savings. Should I be saving anywhere else, even if that means putting less into my 401k? Toby, great job on maxing out your 401k. Uh, you you are definitely in the minority. Um, I saw an article online earlier this week that said 50% of women and 47% of men between the ages of 55 and 66 have saved zero money for retirement. None, not a dime. And I think that's just incredibly sad. And so, you know, those, those folks are probably going to be looking – to the government for help, and politicians are going to line up to come to the rescue with a promise of more, you know, more governmental benefits in exchange for their votes. So, sorry, Ben, I, th- I think I just hopped, I jumped up on my soapbox there for a minute. But, <laughs> but anyway, Toby, your reward because you've been a diligent saver is the government's going to going to give you probably higher taxes in the future, so we could provide more benefits to the fifty percent of the people who aren't as responsible as you are. So anyway, I, I did it again. I apologize. Right. <laughs> um, so anyway, th- 
your question, I mean, this is this is why I don't want anybody to put all of their retirement savings just into a qualified account like a 401k or an IRA. I want you to diversify the tax status of, of your savings. And so, Toby, you know, if you're eligible, I'd encourage you to contribute to a Roth IRA, you know, as long as you possibly can. But I'd, I'd also tell you, I think it's really important that you just invest some money every pay period into a non-qualified account, meaning a non-retirement account, not a 401k, not an IRA. Some some people call this a brokerage account. Um, there, I mean, there's no immediate tax benefit to this kind of account, but you can get to it at any time. And so depending on how long you hold the, you know, the positions inside that account, of course, it can be taxed at short term or, or or long-term capital gains rates and which could actually for you be a little bit more favorable than than ordinary income tax rates but the important thing to remember is there's no age restriction for you to get to your money so if you wind up with a, a good chunk of money saved up in a, a non-qualified account that you can get to at any time then you can retire early i don't know how old you are but you know if you want to retire early just pull money from that account until you're old enough um to get to the other accounts, you know, or whenever the IRS says you're old enough to get to those accounts, it just gives you a little bit more freedom to retire whenever you want to. So again, more money with a different tax classification, it's, that's a good thing. That is a really good thing. And that's a great question, Toby. Um, and you, anytime you can get Lee up on a soapbox, you've, you've, uh, you've asked the right questions. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we appreciate that. Uh, as we uh, transition to a couple more questions here, Lee, I just want to hit that that book offer one more time because it's so important as we're talking about long-term planning and things people can do to better position themselves in retirement. That's a great place to begin. Yeah, and I, and I think there, you know, one of the reasons I, uh, maybe I jumped up on that soapbox, it's absolutely true. And, and if somebody would argue against it, I mean, half the people aren't saving anything. And, and those people are going to come looking for handouts and you know, the government's going to try to help them. And so that just means higher taxes. So yeah, if you want a copy of the book, Seven Steps to Protect Your 401k or IRA from the IRS Ticking Tax Time Bomb, text the word DEFUSE to 478-475-2050. 478-475-2050. We'll, we'll send you a free copy of that book. Awesome. All right, let's get to this uh, question from Catherine in Panama City. She says, my mom is aging quickly and I'd really like to retire to help take care of her. I have plenty of money in my 401k, but I'm only 57 years old. Is it foolish to retire now? Catherine, thank you so much for tuning into the show. I think you might be the very first uh, listener or the first question that's come in from somebody from Panama City. So, yeah, so you, yeah, you live in you live in paradise down there, in my, my opinion, <laughs> that, that area. I love the Gulf. Um, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your mom. It, it's, it's certainly something that a lot of people are going to face at some point in their, in their lives. And, and I can tell by your question that you really want to be able to retire, spend some quality time with her and, and help her with health care during this stage of life. Um, one of the best things you told me in your question is that you saved plenty of money in your 401k. So, you know, just like the person that we just talked about, congrats on being a, a very diligent and responsible saver. So, and I think that fact is what's going to give you the flexibility to do what what I'm about to tell you that you can that you can do. Um, you know, a lot of people think that they can't access their their retirement funds until they reach the magic age of 59 and a half. And, and generally speaking, that's true. That is true for money inside of a traditional IRA. However, the rules for a 401k 
which you have, the rules on those withdrawals are, are a little bit different. And this is what helps you out. So here it is sort of in a nutshell. If you retire in the year that you reach the age of 55, but before the age of 59 and a half, you can withdraw the money from your 401k without a 10% penalty from the IRS. Now, you're still going to pay taxes at whatever your ordinary income rate is, but you're not going to pay the 10% penalty. And so that's this is the age range that, that you're in. So, you know, and we, we see this all the time. Somebody comes in the office and they've, you know, they've, you know, maybe they've heard about us on the podcast or, or somebody's told them how we can help them and they want to retire and they say, hey, I want to I want to move my 401k uh, to an IRA under under your management. Uh, but then they tell me they're only 58 years old, so we have to be a little bit more creative with our strategy. And so we've got to leave a portion of their money in their 401k so they can access that money prior to age 59 and a half. And this will be the exact boat that you would be in. And then we'd move the rest of the money to an IRA. You know, again, just leave them enough money in the 401k to give you plenty of, of income if you need it and, and a big cushion just in case. And, you know, even if somebody says, Leah, I'm not going to need any of this money for the next year and a half. I'm still going to insist that you leave some of the money there ju just in case, you know, we, we put the rest to an IRA. But, you know, so again, for you, Catherine, you could certainly retire today if you want to and take out as much money as you need from your 401k until you're 59 and a half. After you're 59 and a half, there's really not any real advantage of leaving your money over in the 401k. So, um, and a lot of moving parts there. So if you need some uh, help sort of talking through the details, you can connect with me. Just go to that website that, that we talk about all the time, www.talkwithlee.com, and um, I'll go over things in a little more detail with you. So thank you so much for reaching out, and I do wish you the, the best of luck with your mom. Yeah, and it's great that she's even asking the question, right, and trying to figure that out and, and making plans accordingly rather than just yeah. – stepping away and, and figuring it out. So uh, best of luck to you, Catherine, and enjoy the coast. I know uh, I enjoy it just as much as Lee does as well. Beautiful area. All right, let's uh, go to Doug, who's in Lake Oconee. Someone told me that I should start doing some Roth conversions with money in my IRA, but I've always been told that I make too much money to do a Roth. So I'm a bit confused. How does this work? Yeah, Doug, this is a great question. And it's really pretty easy to see how people get confused on this. So really, there's two things that, that we need to separate here. The first one is a Roth contribution. And you you very well might make too much money to contribute to a Roth IRA. You know, there, there are certain income limits that, that you got to be under um, to be eligible for that. But if you make below it, of course, you can contribute. Uh, I think the the number is seventy five hundred dollars a year if you're over the age of fifty right now. So, but that's a Roth contribution. Now, what what I think you're talking about in your question is a Roth conversion. And again, a, a Roth conversion is is just you taking the money that's in a in an IRA and con converting that to a Roth IRA just by paying taxes on on those dollars. So. You know, you're just pay taxes on those dollars. Now it's in a Roth IRA. Well, now it's going to grow tax free, and so this is the main benefit for a Roth conversion: tax free growth. Now there certainly are some some rules uh, that you have to follow. Uh, you know, you got to play by their you know play by the rules for the conversion to certainly make sense for you. But I'm a big fan of it. Um, one of the things that a lot of people sometimes overlook, uh, and this is just sort of a 
just a caveat to the whole Roth conversion thing, because I talk about it all the time, Ben, because I, I love um, I love Roth conversions. Yeah, it, It's important to know that your Medicare premiums are subject to a surcharge if you make above or your taxable income is above a certain threshold. So you got to be aware that if you do a Roth conversion, it can have, you know, some other impacts on your finances. So even if it does cause your Medicare premiums to go up, uh, for the most part, I'm still a big fan for the Roth conversion because I think the the pros outweigh the cons. So, you know, Doug, uh, you know, if if you've you've heard us you listen to the show for any amount of time, you've heard us plug that Diffuse book, uh, which we just did just five minutes ago. Um, that book, we talk about Roth conversion, so at a pretty high level detail, but we could certainly talk and, and, and dig a little bit more into your situation and the specifics on whether or not a Roth conversion makes sense for you. So again, you can reach out to me at, at talkwithlee.com and we can, we can walk through it. So anyway... Yeah, so I would encourage anyone that has questions or for anyone that we've addressed today, you know, you always want to follow up and actually sit down and and go through the details of your situation a little bit more with a financial professional, uh, someone like Lee, who works with people every day to help them uh, put them in a better position financially for retirement. And you can, again, get on his calendar at talkwithlee.com and find everything we do at myretirementclarity.com as well. All right, Lee, we'll close it out there and, and just encourage anyone with, uh, with any feedback, any questions comments for us. We'd love to hear from you. And again, if you want to begin that planning process or dive into any specific planning needs that you have, you can always get in touch with Lee and his team at JL Perkins Wealth Manager. Lee, thanks for your time as always. Enjoyed it. All right. Thanks, man. Take care. Lee Perkins here, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the show today. If you like our podcast, we would be honored if you would share the show with others. And one great way to do that is by posting the show to your social media pages or by just telling others about it. Either way, we would really appreciate it. And of course, if you do enjoy the show, we would appreciate it if you would give us a five-star review. And this certainly helps other people like you find our show. And if you want to learn a little more about our firm and how we help people have the best retirement they can possibly have, Go check us out at www.myretirementclarity.com. There are a lot of great resources that you can access directly on the website. And of course, if you want to have a conversation with me, you can visit www.talkwithlee.com and this will take you directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a 15-minute phone call so I can learn a little bit more about your situation. Of course, everybody is not a great fit for our firm, but if I think we can add value and put you in a better situation, I'll let you know, and we can certainly talk about the next steps. So thanks again for tuning into the show, and we'll catch you next time. Investment advisory services are offered by JL Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.